0: it's me, Jake. And this is the Jake this uh, of Jake Johansson podcast. How about that? You knew that. You knew that. I, there's no way that you're listening to this by accident. In fact, I've got a feeling you might be listening to it on purpose because my guest this week is the great Jimmy Pardo. And uh, Jimmy and I are new friends, but uh, we're we're off we're off to uh, a good start. And before I get to the conversation though, I do like to say where I'm going. Now, Jimmy is from Chicago. And or he started his comedy career in Chicago. I didn't get autobiographical with him too much, but we got into it a little bit about uh, origins and starting offs, and I'm going to Chicago this week. That's why I bring it up, ladies and gentlemen. Come see me at Zanies in Chicago, November 5th and 6th, Uh, and Zanies in Rosemont, November 7th. Then come up, then drive up to Milwaukee when you're done with that, the Friday after Thanksgiving, November 27th. Then fly out to Los Angeles, November 28th, for that Saturday night, because I've got a show at the Hollywood Improv, and then December 2 through 5, I'm in Portland, Oregon at Helium, Helium Comedy Club. Helium Comedy Club. I can talk. I've done it for years. December 10 through 12, I'm in Indianapolis at Morty's. And December 17 to 20, I'm back here in California at the Irvine Improv. Anyway, that is. those are the places. That's where I'm going. Those are some things that I'm doing. I do other things. The shows only take a little bit of my day and then the rest of the day. Well, of course, I'm writing new material obviously you've got to come up with new things to tell people, otherwise uh, they get tired of you and that's the last thing that I want to happen for you people to get tired of me. So, what do we got we've got Jimmy Pardo this week he's the host of the great podcast Never Not Funny. Did I mention that I may have I'm a little frazzled I'm frazz i've gotta, i've got I got to go check in for my flight online. After this, while you listen to this conversation, so please enjoy, late I, I, when you listen to this, you'll be surprised that I can't remember the name of Jimmy's podcast because I just told it to you. But keep in mind that this happened after that, which, and that's, welcome Welcome to show business, welcome to the internet, welcome to podcasting. It may not even be 2015 where you are, um, but if it's not, let me just tell you, 2015 was great. But you know that because this is after then, unless you were born after that, in which case this has been around longer than I thought. <laughs> All right, here we go, Jimmy Pardo. If things go wrong in your gut. That can be big problems. It's big, not good. Big problems. Yeah confect your mood that's what that's what that's supposed to say that says yeah the happiness begins right in the gut yeah Doctor, says dr williams dr david williams yeah <laughs> also known as aka dr alternatives oh really he's got a nickname yeah so well, that he had that kind of I, i've been listening to him and his nonsense for years on the advice of a another comedian friend you know that's where that's i think that's where we get our best advice is Sure, your mother's right but we're, but we're all nuts so, you, so it, that's not bad
1: advice is it like if, you, if, an, if some nut job comic has a
0: piece of advice, wouldn't you listen to it because we're all kind of nuts? I think, first of all, I think we're all kind of nuts. And second of all, I think we're all sort of on the job of trying to figure out how to control it, harness it, or yes. or at least uh, compensate for it. What do they call it when you're, um, when you're a, an alcoholic? High functioning. We're all trying to be high functioning, right? Yes. With our issue. Now let me ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Have Go we ahead. started? Yeah. I, well, I don't only, know how your program works. I apologize. Fine. I've done no research because I'm a, I'm an well, asshole. That's perfect. That's bad. That's but the, I had only been able to research your show a little bit before I went on it.
1: Yeah, but that's good. That, that was because you were uh, cheapskate. Uh, no, you uh, you had heard. I spoke about you at the Mary Manilow concerts and you wanted to hear it uh, firsthand uh, what I said about you. So it was really uh, self-serving while you listen to my show.
0: Well, someone tweeted me about that, but I don't think that's the only Oh, I was oh, curious like, about it. Mm mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I can't. I can't go back and piece it all back together now. That we're oh, friends. I can. Now I remember we're friends. Remember that that we're everything. Friends. We met for the first time at Podfest two years ago. That's right. At uh, at Mark Marin's program, which is kind of ridiculous because I've been hearing about you for a long time—twenty years. Boy, well, yeah, in the comedy club. You know who's a nice guy. You know who's a guy who you would like, Jimmy Pardo. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And That's they would they go. Uh,
1: they would say the same thing to me about uh, Bill Hicks, and then eventually your name came up. I made that once Bill died. I literally <laughs> could not pull a, another name but Bill Hicks. Like, because Bill wasn't known as a nice guy. Was... You no, know, and that would have been so long ago. I would have been surprised that yeah. people were even telling you that. I, uh, I literally, my, my brain, Jimmy, part of the fastest mind in comedy, the other people's words, not mine. That's what people do say. That. Couldn't think of anybody's name but Bill Hicks as a nice guy. So I'm, I'm disappointed with what I uh, just said. Would you
0: like to think about who some other nice guys are that you know? <sighs> well, Regan's a great guy. He's a great guy, but I don't know him that well. You don't know Brian Regan? Well, I know him, but I don't know him that well. We've done a few gigs together. He actually, I he, uh, we worked together when he was a feature a million years ago. And you were headlining? Yes. It was a tough week for me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because he's very good. He's, he, he was, and he, he was, was good. just on his way up. He was just on his way up to blast out. And it was like, okay, I'll take this. Maybe he took it because he wanted to hang out with me for the weekend or whatever. But, but it was like, he was so good. Then I'd have to go on and it would be me kind of like, yes, I know. He was terrific. But that's finished now. But that's now done. It's me. I'm doing my thing and this is what that's like.
1: I remember watching his special uh, that pair of jokers with his brother, which was like ninety or ninety one, and thinking he was great then,
0: mm, and sure. to think that he was just a feature act is like, are you kidding me? Everybody was a feature act at some point, but yeah. He, yeah but I mean, but uh, but he's been good forever. Yeah, that's, I, I guess that. Yeah, he was great then. I've never seen him be like, oh, this guy's starting out, but he's going to be go places. It was like, no, we need to step aside,
1: and let that, guy and let him it. do his thing. Yeah. I worked with him. I uh, did a week at the uh, Improv in uh, Vegas. And I watched every show, as I do any great comic. Uh, And it was amazing that from, you know, please welcome Brian Regan. At the N in Regan to him, and the I in goodbye when he's done, I've never seen anybody kill like that consistently the entire week.
0: And we've seen, you and I... A gazillion great a comics. And do you think he's, is he, is he one of those kind of technicians where he puts together, it's like the Rube Goldberg device. He puts it together and then it works every time. I think so. It's just, it's an intricate, it's like a watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I've then... got a little more randomness in my show. Not that it's not good. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that's what I saw at the Barry Mantle show it was phenomenal. That's right. The Barry Mantle. It was a good show. It's all coming back to me. It was good. It was, it's not easy to be the opening person. And the reason that I was on that show, I think, is because, uh, Barry wanted the sh- he he wanted to go on after it was dark, but that's too late for him to tell his fans. Look, the show starts at nine o'clock. They'd be like, well, "We're on, not going." That's too late. So you put a guy, you put a guy, you tell him the show starts at eight thirty. You put a guy on to do stand up, and then you go on when it's dark. That's how he likes to do it. That's well, he did it, and it worked out okay. I enjoyed it. They, they it, were well mannered crowds. It
1: was uh, as I as I said on my show when you were on. I've never seen that go well. And you, it went well for you. It's because uh, usually uh, the audience ignores you as the comic opening up for an artist, but you do that a lot, right?
0: Uh, I've done it a few times, but no, I wouldn't say a lot. I wouldn't say a lot. I think for me, it's I'm. I took that gig just because who doesn't want to say that they Open. opened for Barry Manilow? And then I I had done a few, and it went well. So then that the one that you saw was a was a oh it went well. So we're having you come back. Okay, but uh, at the Greek Theater, yeah. Beautiful venue. So I got to be. I got to be on stage at the Greek Theater three nights. I know, right? You no, know, I'm not uh, Bill Burr. I'm not going to be. Head, I'm not going to be. I don't. Let's. I hate to be pessimistic, but I just. I think it's safe to say that I'm not going to be selling out Madison Square Garden. Is Bill Burr doing that, or is he selling out the theater at Madison Square Garden? Okay, I didn't know there was a technicality possibility. I didn't know there was a way. That...
1: I could be wrong too. I could be wrong, but I didn't think he was doing the uh, the Kevin
0: Hart Dane Cook thing. Oh, okay. But. I, Maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't realize there was another kind of another, there was another thing called Madison Square Garden. I love that there is. I, I love that there's. I want there to even be a smaller room so that I can do it. That you said you like know, a like show? I'm up? playing. I'm doing Madison. I'm doing three squ- sh- three shows at Madison Square Garden. It's the ticket booth. Oh yeah, good for on you. An off night, and that just ten people can get in there. So we do three shows. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. I see all my fans. I get and, it. Uh, it's great. Goes wonderfully. I could be wrong. By the way, I could be wrong. So, in
1: fact, I'm basing that on information that was just given to me because I just I like you said you know holy crap Bill burst to a Madison Square Garden and then that person corrected me and I haven't done any research to make sure that guy so I'm basing this on some guy saying to me no it's just a the theater
0: well that's podcasting isn't it <laughs> yes <laughs> to me to me that's it two two people who don't know what they're talking about well that's talking about something well hell, that's while my other life listen yes driving around in their cars i mean this is my dream to yeah. have people driving around in their car listening to me now it's come true
1: it's it, it's uh... Dreams really do happen, don't they, Jake?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Now, Jake, did I tell you that I saw you at uh, at Letterman Live? Did I ever tell you that? That uh, no, you in uh, 2002, uh, January of 2002, could have been early February, and you went to a taping of the show. I was there shooting my half hour special for Comedy Central, and Eddie Brill. Uh, I contacted Eddie and said, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Any chance I can come and see Letterman?" He, of course, laughed uh, in my face over the phone about.
0: Uh, as they do nobody gets in how they don't, ridiculous they don't like to give and and not only do they not like to to give favory guest seats to people they especially don't like people in show business to be there
1: they uh it was uh you were not using your seats whatever whatever oh, the, so he
0: he put you in so he, he said, said I'm oh, gonna,
1: he goes you know jake's not using his i'll let you use jake's yeah, there you go. And so I forget who the lead guest was, but you were doing standing up comedy that week, uh, that night. It was a... Uh, yeah,
0: it's always me that did. I'm always doing that on that show. Uh, standing up comedy. I think it was all about a garage sale. Is that possible? That would have been a long time ago. It's 2002. Yeah. 2002 was a long time ago now, isn't it? It's 13 years ago. It's yeah. It doesn't... F- yeah.
1: Then we went over and saw the nine eleven site. We saw Ground Zero. Mm -hmm. So we had a nice day. It was a real nice day.
0: Sounds like a really (laughs) terrific trip to the big city. Yeah, man. Well, I'm a little derailed about what were we going to talk about. This is your show. I know you're on my show, and you don't do any research, so for all you know, this is how it goes. I I don't know that it's not. You're exactly right. Yeah, so it's going well. But it's not? No. Well, no, this is kind of how it is. What do we usually do? What do you usually do? Well, usually I get in here and I talk to whoever shows up about what... So, you know, you like to try and talk about what's going on or what's going on in their life. Or I think an interesting thing about you is that you and I were doing the same kind of career, which is going on the road doing live performance in comedy clubs for a while you were doing that for for quite a while before you kind of left that and kind of became more LA based and started your podcast and all that
1: well yeah but i but i still i still hit the road from time to time mm-hmm. uh, but i but and i first of all i appreciate the comparison with you i was doing it more uh, as a nobody and you were doing it as a, like a special event you were doing it as you know uh, for, you know
0: 27 letterman's under his belt here comes Jake Johansson. it's nice that you would make that distinction but I th- th- this is a thing that i like to talk about is uh, you know pe- different people's definition of success in show business because i think uh, to to people who are just kind of regular people who may watch a few comedians on tv maybe they know who somebody is but they but to them the difference between you and I on the road in a comedy club—it's two guys who are on the road who wish that uh, they had their own TV show or okay. wish they were movie stars. Yeah. certainly that would have been a fun thing to do. But I feel like it was—it's been a fun. I enjoyed—I enjoy doing clubs. Do you, you still enjoy doing it? Do I still enjoy doing clubs? You know what? Uh, I'm going to quote.
1: Uh, I'll quote uh, the great Dan Fogelberg, God rest his soul, uh, mm-hmm. in that song uh, "Old Same Old Things" Where, uh, you know, he says, uh, the audiences are heavenly, but the traveling is hell. Uh, I I can't stand it. I cannot stand getting up, going to the airport, all the BS. But I know it's cliched, but the hour on stage, I love.
0: I like the part where I'm on the plane and no one can call me. And I I can just read a book or watch. You know, sometimes you get on those planes where they've got the the uh, thankful tv screen yeah Yeah.
1: i a hundred percent agree with that except now they have wi-fi on the plane and because i want to play words with friends or whatever i'm on there so now i'm getting my emails while i'm on the plane and Uh i wish i wasn't i I, i'm with you i did love the idea of you, you get on the
0: plane and you shut down for four hours and you don't have to worry about anything i agree That's, I I don't like the Wi-Fi for that reason. And then when they talk about people being able to talk on the phone on plane someday. The day that happens. There's three people are going to get murdered that day. That day. Before the sun goes down, three people (laughs) will be murdered. It's going to be awful. Right? Yeah. It's, I already don't, I don't like it when they land and they say, you can turn your cell phone on. And the guy next (laughs) to me is like, hi, are you at the baggage claim? I'm on the plane. When I get to the baggage claim, I'll see you because I'm on the, it's like, hey, that's going to happen in 10 minutes. And you're a foot from my head. It's, uh, have you heard the, uh. Yeah, uh, it's a character
1: on the Bob and Tom radio show. The guy that does Donnie Baker also does. I, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's like Bobby Tarmac or something. Mm-hmm. And he basically is a uh, he's that guy. He does a character of that. Who's got to
0: get on the phone? With uh, hey,
1: big shooter, good. I just landed ATL. I'm going to be heading over to ORD, and and it's it's that guy that loves to talk about the airport and how he just landed, and uh, and
0: it's a really funny character. But it is that guy to a T. Yeah, I just I can't I already can't take that.
1: Imagine here to Chicago, the guy next to you is on the phone. Could you imagine how horrible that's
0: going to be? I did have this happen years ago when they had those phones that you could swipe your credit card in. Yes. And it was some douchebag lawyer who was no doubt on somebody else's dime talking into that credit card phone the whole flight to about ridiculous court case it, stuff.
1: I'll tell you, I I was up for a show on Game Show Network in 19... 19- uh, let's call it 98 mm-hmm. and I was on a flight I remember I was in the middle seat flying somewhere and we were supposed to hear that day if I got the job so that's I kept the, you're just
0: you're dreaming to get out of that middle seat. <laughs>
1: that's all <laughs> I want I just want the aisle over the window Jake uh, but I remember putting and I was broke I literally had no money but I I'm not joking every let's call it 20 minutes I would put my credit card through there and call my agent we hear anything yet No, well, here's at some point today, okay, click, sitting, 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 credit card. And then the bill came, and it was like, I was already in bad
0: shape financially. You needed to get this show to make those calls Which I did not get. Yeah. I
1: did not get the show. I forget what it was even called, but uh, I know it was between, uh, it was, uh, you know John Bazaar, the comedian John Bazaar? Yes. It was was either going to be me and John Bazaar hosting it, or the two guys they
0: chose, and they chose the other two guys.
1: Two guys named Matt. Don't remember their last names.
0: Matt and the other Matt, you do remember their other names? No, I do yeah. not. No, you don't. No, okay. I don't. Okay. No, I see. I'm not very good at show. I'm not good at show business. <laughs> the part where you say you don't and then you nod your head up and down, yeah, so you don't. You don't. I do oh, not. No. no. Yeah. Mm. John Bizarre, man. Where is he now? I had a. I had such a fun gig with him. He he he's a fun guy. He's a great guy and a
1: funny guy. But to answer, I I don't know. We used to, we had the same agent and manager for a while. Uh, But I have no idea. He he may still live in the valley, as far as I know. He liked to
0: to go to Amsterdam. Did you know that about him? And Taiwan, maybe, as well? Yeah, it was that type of... It wasn't the pot thing. It wasn't for the pot.
1: No, it was not. It It was was for the other thing.
0: The other things are very popular in those
1: two lands. Yeah, the wooden shoes. (laughs) He likes footwear. Yeah. Did you see this, speaking of that, Jake, the DSW, uh, put out a press release yesterday that they will not be opening at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving. So don't even think about buying shoes as a Christmas gift a day early, Jake. You know,
0: I'm glad that you brought this up. (laughs) That can't be true. I am. Because this is, it's another thing. I feel like this goes into the list of things that sort of are upsetting to me. Okay. I feel like you get Thanksgiving, what do you get? You get Thanksgiving, kind of. Christmas and kind of New Year's Day. Where... Things are just shut down. That's it. Like you have to stay home and deal with the life that you've made for yourself, you know? And I feel like it's not asking too much that those three days a year, you just stay home and you kind of try and work it out with those people. Mm-hmm. But but man, people can't do it. It's like we need to go shopping. That's what we need to do. I, That's what we got to get back at. That's what people are like, yeah, I've had a day off. I got to go
1: buy some I gotta go shopping. I got to do it now. I got to do it now. I got to leave my Thanksgiving meal to go buy...
0: You can buy things on the internet all the time. I can do it right now. That Amazon.com. It's I don't. I don't know about it. It's ruined my life. It's, it's that and eBay. Oh, see, I haven't got into eBay yet. Do you what do you mean? It? What we have we been yet? It's two thousand fifteen. I know, but you got to deal with a stranger. I like Amazon.com because I trust that Jeff Bezos is on top. He's in between. <laughs> I like him in between all these interactions. <laughs> you like that? You like an inter? I can't even say it. inter. I can trust him. Inter- I can give me the word, Jacob Panic, intermediary. Thank you. Couldn't mm-hmm. say it; my mouth wouldn't allow it. I'm hyped mm-hmm. up on Coke Zero. You can put me on speed dial, and I can do this for you. You just call me up and start giving me hints. I
1: think would be uh, that's probably a wise thing to do.
0: Yeah, it could be a segment. It could be a regular segment that I have on your show. Uh, I never come on as a guest anymore. You just call me up, and I guess words that you can't think. of. By the way, I'm great with all of that. Specifically, you not coming on anymore. That that's the part I've only that... been on one time, which is ridiculous. I should probably come on again before. Hang you on, ban me. Are you available tomorrow? <laughs> and i can't do it tomorrow i've already turned down a dental appointment tomorrow oh no where are you going tomorrow i've got well i've got a friend is coming over here greg barrett is coming over here because i'm he and he, i'm helping him with his show let me ask his you show. a question go ahead uh,
1: is there any better human being on the planet than greg barrett i think you're a nice person
0: that brian Regan is great <laughs> oh jesus oh. boy you greg just got bumped down to third no i wouldn't put him third but uh well, no, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, that didn't come out right. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, no. Greg, no. Is a,
0: Greg is a really great guy. I love. I, I like I, him a lot. I,
1: there are there are there are certain people in this business that I just think are great people, and I have not known you until recently, and I'm
0: and I'm grateful for that friendship now. Uh, yeah, this is the beginning. We're still in the beginning stage. It's taken two years, but we're going. We're taking it slow. That's I, I, what they always say to do.
1: It's the best way to go, right? You don't want to jump in. You don't want a Kardashian yeah. this thing. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to leap into something and realize it's a mistake.
0: This uh, is never going sexual. That's what I'm saying. You don't know that in this creepy room that we're in. There's anything that could happen in this room, and and I wouldn't put it this past more you. More looks like a Mardi Gras no, accident or something. No, other.
1: I can't believe I'm the first person to said it looks like the. Place it like it looks like a serial killer People say serial. It
0: looks like the inside of your brain, and to you, the inside of my brain looks like a, ser- a serial killer. You're like, I'm gonna kill somebody. I don't know what says to you that I'm gonna kill somebody. In here. It just looks like whatever, like you watch, just like, uh, a travel guitar, that's a regular guitar. Yeah, I understand, what those-, I understand what those two things are, <laughs> that's you that's jackass. A toy truck. I mean, come on, but it's what but, do you see in here that's that tells you it, it, it just uh, it, it looks that doesn't look safe, that doesn't look up to code. That's a power strip. It's got a Yeah, it's got a If they but, made all if this was a communist country, all of our all of our power adapters, you know the thing that, that they would all be the same size and shape. I mean, maybe not if it was a communist country. Maybe if we had any sense. How come I got to buy a new power adapter every time I get a new thing? Or you or the the thing like we got a vacuum cleaner that's got a battery that has to be recharged? Wait, wow, well, you got the Hoover? Yeah. You got the the cordless Hoover vacuum? Yeah. Do you want to see it? No, I have it. It's the great. I want to make sure that you're. We're talking about the same one, but you know why I bought it? Because I went online because I was looking at the Dyson, which is basically that's a guy who found a way to make you watch people vacuum. (laughs) I mean, but the reviews are horrible. Yeah, and it's super expensive. And then I, and so I got the Hoover because of the reviews because I trust that Jeff Bezos. I don't I know. know what you yeah, and I, this
1: Amazon are,
0: are they a sponsor? Is that why this is happening? No, I don't I, have any sponsors. I don't need, <laughs> I don't owe anything to anybody. A little itchy that <laughs> happens in here sometimes. I, know, me, I don't know I don't if I'm going to get line.
1: lice in here. I don't know what kind of uh, mold is growing in here.
0: Uh, it's good for your immune system. That's what I'll tell you about this room. How could that be possible? because it's a challenge it's like a workout you know you can't just have your immune system be on a cruise all the time you know what happens when you're on a cruise you gain weight and uh, your skin goes weird you get a little suicidal and uh, but not in here in here you're oh, challenged no. at all times no in here i'm not suicidal because i'm going to be murdered by you in any given moment uh oh, no, by any
1: by any it. item in this room can murder me any item at all specifically this dangling wire
0: uh pinata that you have opening yeah not to worry about that
1: i bought the hoover and I I this is odd to say it's fun to vacuum with it. It makes it three thousand times easier. No, it's not the same one.
0: Oh, yeah. Well see this one, it has this battery that comes out and then it gets charged up in the in the little thing, and then the little thing goes on the fritz. So I gotta go on at first I tried to I sorry, I tried to take it apart. I'm a guy who will take take it apart to see just to see if there's some kind of something in there that's obviously disconnected. But i got to know which one you have now, because that is not the same one as me. I'll take you in to see Uh, when we're done here. You'll show me the vacuum? It's going to happen. Hang on, you will? It's going to happen. Will your wife be okay with that? Yeah, she loves that thing. She's a little sad. So the battery went dead. I went to charge it up, but the charger didn't work. I took the charger apart. I couldn't figure it out. So
1: now I've had to order another charger. Do you have the two batteries? One's
0: in the unit while this one charges? We just have the one. We can wait another day. You know what we were doing, Jimmy, and this is this commentary on myself and my wife, but we would just, the housekeeper, cleaner, helper person, Mm -hmm. You, you know, we're grown men now. We don't have to clean our own houses, thank God, or at least our own bathrooms. So she comes, that helper person comes every other week. And so we just would not vacuum until she'd come back. Just Like out of spite? Like to, to show her? That's gonna kind of, each other. That's No, kind show, of how, we're having a grudge thing with my wife. Oh, it's, it's like, with each oh, other. Who's vacuuming? Is it me? No. Is it's it's it going to be Donna. I'm making nope. that name up. I don't know if that's your housekeeper's Belinda, that's name. my wife. No, well, no I'm, I'm saying it's between Belinda and I, my wife.
1: Right, but, they, but let, let's
0: make housekeeper clean is what I was saying. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. There's going to be a little tension here wait for her to show up plus who wants to get out that big now i sound like an ad who wants to get out that big vacuum cleaner jimmy <laughs> and drag it around and plug it in i don't have time for that in my life i'm a busy person but to get out this little hoover piece of cake right yeah you, you get it I out, don't you turn m- it on how long I does it like take? vacuuming it's so do i how it's about better how- than curling better than curling on tv you, you ever tell tel- curling the, in the, the sport of curling, curling? Yeah, the curling oh vacuum is much better than that right and vacuuming is not even a sport could be yeah, yeah the way I, I do it around I, my house yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. I'm How very serious. How would you judge it? Would you weigh the bag at the end, or is
1: it just the mileage that you well, I don't think you. I don't think it's fair to weigh the bag because... Uh, no. Unless you're putting the same amount of dust in front of every vacuum.
0: Yeah. But you can't go by the mileage either because good vacuuming requires that you spend a little time going over an area. You like to deep clean. Yeah. You like to go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, let's say you put that vacuum cleaner in front of uh, one of these... Uh, where do they come from? The guys who run the marathons over in Africa? They come Zimbabwe. From nope. No, that's not it. It's please. Kenya. They come from Kenya. It's not Belize? We were looking for Kenya. Oh, boy. I'm that's still wrong. getting to the bottom of why I didn't get this game show thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to know the answers when you're hosting. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, Unless you're Alex Trebek. Man, he, he doesn't know, but he acts like he knows prick. all the time. Anyway. Uh, how how long does it take you? And I'm
1: very serious because this is I make fun of myself with this new cordless vacuum. I will now go, oh, I'll vacuum. And I go and get it, and and, I, and I'm and i vacuuming. But you're not kidding. When I used to have to pull it out and literally take the, what, 0. 0.4 seconds to
0: plug it in? Hmm. Seems like a lot of hassle. Let's call it a minute. It seems Let's like a lot of minutes. But, minute. but it's not even a minute. It's not even a minute. Yeah, maybe. It's a minute. By the time you get it out and put it away. But now I pull it out, I press power, zip zap. And how long do you go? Will you run the battery out of gas? No, we only have one room with a vacuum. So, uh, no, one room with a carpet. Oh, see, oh, see. I got it because we've got, the, we've got that concrete floor in there and the hardwood floor. So you end up with these little kind of dust bunnies. So when I say you don't va- well, we don't vacuum, like if you don't vacuum with carpet, you don't really notice it. Well, I do because I'm nuts. Maybe, yeah, you're nuts a little bit. But we use a Swiffer for the other parts of the, of the house. So you, you get that nice Swiffer. My wife is such an environmentalist that the idea of using a Swiffer and then, you know, having to throw away the the Swiffer rag or whatever yeah. it's called, it would drive her. Nuts.
1: Even that, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. And so you, as a weak, spineless man, just go along with that.
0: I'm so grateful to her for having sex with me. I that, get it. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't even whatever. think of it as spineless. I think of it as a voluntary tax that I pay. <laughs> I Not even a tax, a tribute. What do they call it at church? Tithing. I'm tithing her. I've never heard that word in my life. Really? Tithing? Tithing. Tithing is, I think, where you promise that you're going to give away a certain amount of your income to your church or your charity or whatever. Oh. So you tithe. You say you tithe 10%. I thought it was something John Bizarre did. He does do that tithe thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's wordplay, Jake. Yeah. No, that's good. That's fun. That's good. John Bizarre is our friend who likes to go to Amsterdam. A, he's getting a, lot of, uh, getting a lot of play today. If you're playing at home. Yeah, well, I'd love to see him again. He's a good man. He's a good man. He is a good guy. Uh, but you're on the road a lot. I am. I go out, but not super a lot. I go two weekends a month is usually what I like to do. So, um, so, so, I find if I go more than that, like every once in a while, like in December, I've got three weekends. But, but oh, but the third one is uh, Irvine, so that doesn't really count because I'll be at home, right? But if I go out of town three weekends a month and do that more than just every twice a year, I I get nutty. You kind of come unglued, untethered from your life and your friends and, you know,
1: I also find that I'm, and this is the truth, even if I'm doing just one weekend by the fourth show, I'm bored out of my mind with,
0: with my voice, you know, here's the thing. And this is what I've been thinking about lately is, uh, I would like, I don't mind doing, I don't mind to, doing two shows in places where it's really great and fun. Um, but you know when they're papering the room, and I can still make the I can still entertain those people, and we can still have a great night to mm-hmm. me but but it can be, it's a little bit of extra work and it's a and it's it's a lot. I would love to be doing almost you know it used to be everybody wanted to do theaters, but now you've got people going out doing just little rooms like they'll go to Denver or Denver's a bad example because I do love the club there, and I love doing the whole weekend, but they'll go to some place like Omaha. And they'll do one night instead of the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Just do just do one night. Maybe they only sell a couple hundred tickets, but uh, they get a decent enough chunk of the door, and they're happy. The fans are happy because I feel like one night I could almost do one show a night forever. Because it feels good. It feels good. But I 100 percent agree with you. But then once you're doing the two, the two shows a night, and then back to back two shows or three shows, the first show feels like feel. The first show sometimes feels like it's fun. Now, there I said. The second show, it's like, well, I get it. I did this last show, but this is great. You're also pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a good time. Right. And then the third show, it's just like, you know I'm lying. I know I'm <laughs> lying. Let's – I will tell you this. That's the one thing in
1: my contract that I don't know. I do not do three shows. I refuse to do, uh, do that third show. And it's the one The – two things happen in my career, Jake, uh, that, I, that I've thrown around any sort of – and I'm putting this in quotes – power. A, the day that I said I'm not staying in a condo anymore – uh, yeah, I'm always staying in a hotel and then B, when I said, I'm not doing that third show anymore. Uh, and then they'll go, well, great. We'll have you do the, uh, like let's pretend it's seven, nine and 11. We'll have you do nine and 11. It's like, no, no, you're misunderstanding. I'm not doing 11. I'll do seven and nine. I'm not doing that midnight show. I'm not doing that late show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, what ends up happening is I don't do that show, but I still sit and watch it. And then get
0: angry that I didn't do the show because I'm still there. Why am I not making the money? Yeah, That has happened to me. That has happened to me. Yeah, And I feel, and and sometimes even when it's like, I go to St. Louis and the third show in St. Louis, that place, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Funny bone in Westport.
1: I've never worked there, but I
0: know it. Oh, really? Never. I could have sworn that they were people who told me how much they liked you. Uh,
1: I believe the guy that books it is a fan. Yeah. But, uh, I've never worked there.
0: Hmm. Well, the, they they allowed smoking, like they were the club for way too long, for way too long, and that's why I never were Yes, and the third show, if you did that Saturday and you did three, the sh- third show. First of all, it starts at midnight and has to be done by one twenty. So when I say it starts at midnight, it starts really at twelve ten. So it's a it's a kind of a short Look show. Tight. But th- but everybody they don't care because they're a little bit loaded, and you just go up and you do the thing. But even though it's sort of a weird experience doing it, the idea that you've done the whole night and then you're going to stop and then you're watching that show, it's just like, geez, now I can't say that I did this. I want to be able to do it so that I can say that yeah. I did it. And then, and then, as you say, TV you want to get paid. I,
1: I, I also I, – then part of me also, even though I like – and I stay – and I, but I, I, I kind of stay and watch that third show because something feels weird to me about just going, all right, see you guys. And they're still doing a show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back to the hotel – being done. There's something in my head that uh, doesn't flip. Like I feel like I should be there, even if I'm refusing to perform. If that makes sense? I don't
0: think yeah. it does. I, well, if it's the same two guys going on first as before, yeah. Then they bring you in feel the th- like you feel like oh, I should be part no, of this. Watch, I support you guys. We're 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 best friends. This week, this yeah. is week where we're we're friends. That's you don't still mind. do Tuesday through, right? You just go. Nobody, no clubs don't do Tuesday through. But I'll do I'll do I'll do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You will. Or sometimes I'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But a lot of them now, it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough.
1: And I'm, I'm enough. actually loving this new trend that's happening in a lot of cities is uh, one show Friday and then two Saturday.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. well I would like that too. And and I would like to I would like to start doing less of these places where they paper the room and they and nobody, you know, because the the club owners sort of don't really care about you that much either. They act like, well, these people are in for free. What do I owe you? It's I- like, well, I'm the reason that they came. You know, if you don't want to pay me to do a show for the, them, then get someone in to do that show and I'll do the show. We have all the paid people go in this room, and I'll do a show for them. And then all the other free people go in that room, and you get someone to do a free show for them for free. Yeah. And then we'll see next week how many people are in my room and how many people are in your room. You know, but that's just a cranky old guy. Do you think thing you'd win?
1: I'm very concerned for you in this setting. Do you think you win that fight? No, I
0: don't think they would even let it happen. They'd just get someone else to do it. But, You're probably right. But what I'm saying, no, I I, 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 what I'm saying is I'd rather go in. I'm, I'm thinking of here's what here's you. It's too bad they're doing 7, 9, and 11, because if they were just doing 9 and 11 shows, yes, I would do the 7 o'clock show. I'll just come in. I'll be the 7 o'clock guy all week. I would love, right? Yeah. I'll just do my one show at 7 o'clock. Love it. Or even 5. Five's probably too early. Too early. Maybe in a few more years. How old are people before they'll come to a 5 o'clock show? 64. No. 75? I bet you can get some 40-year-old people to come to a 5 o'clock show.
1: I, you know, I do my podcast up at Sketchfest every year. We did not go last year for scheduling purposes, for several reasons, but we do 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I started choosing that time because I said, you know, nobody else is doing a show at 11 in the morning at this festival, and these festival goers have nothing else to do. They're, They're just biding their time all afternoon waiting for the shows at night. Let's do an eleven o'clock in the morning podcast, and it's
0: fantastic. So you're right; people will come. So you get to take advantage of your fans. Boom! And you also get to take advantage of the people who are just somebody else's fans who got nothing to do. Right? They got nothing else to do. Hey, let's go check that out at eleven o'clock. Yeah, we get them; they
1: come. Then they're fans, and then uh, then they tell two people, and then we're doing a shampoo commercial. Was oh. that shampoo?
0: They yeah, I think it is. Right, wasn't that a shampoo? You, they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and then you.
1: What shampoo was that?
0: I don't know. It wasn't the... Uh, remember the... What was the name of the one that's got beer in it? But Don't Drink It. Remember that one? I do, but what was it? It wasn't Brewmaster Shampoo.
1: No, sir, there was not Brewmaster. <laughs> uh, did you ever hear uh, that album by Dice Clay, the, the Day the Laughter Died? It was his follow-up to his huge album. No. And it's him bombing, basically. I think it's at the Comedy Store. Or no, it's somewhere in... Uh, he it, put out an album where he he's, he's bombing miserably. But he does this whole riff about shampoos and about uh, – about, and I'm going to get some of the beats wrong, but about how Pert is more expensive than Jehovah. And he's doing in that dice delivery. Uh-huh. So I want to use Pert. And it's this painfully unfunny bit that was makes me laugh because he's committed to
0: selling this – like it's like he just didn't know who he was after that special. The first one well, be, I think he had all, he had a ton of that material for that specific character. I think that was one character that he was doing in a bigger kind of show yeah. that kind of took over and became the thing. The other thing that happened with him is I think he was start. that was a satire. But then all at once, he had some people who were coming because it was a satire, and some people were coming because this is, no, thats this is my leader. Yeah, bro, this is the that's guy. my leader, that's, bro. The voice of, that's This is how we are all want to be. Yeah, frat dudes. And that'll mess up your head. I and,
1: I, and I think, then I think he started, and, and I don't know him prior to this, uh, I then think he started believing that character. And he yeah. started living his life as that character.
0: Oh, that could have happened. I think so. I think so. He sold out the big Madison Square. Now he car,
1: did too. He did, and our friend Steve Martin did. Uh, our friend Dane Cook
0: did. Our friend Louis C.K. sold it out Louis three, C. four K. nights did. in a row. So
1: did Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, I, I uh, who, who I think is very funny, by the way, I think he's terrific too. He, I've never heard of the guy, and and I heard he's doing three nights at the Staples Center. This it, is like three years, years ago. He's doing
0: arenas, no. I was like, what? Well, but that's because you come up in the. He he came up as the uh, black. Comedy world. I mean that's a very supportive kind of scene. Once you get established there, you go Hey,
1: I never heard I was in Chicago at the same exact time as Bernie Mac and I had never heard of Bernie Mac. Mm -hmm. And but yet I'm told, you know, at the time it's
0: like well, we're going to go
1: see Bernie Mackey. He's selling out the theaters.
0: Like, I don't even. I'm in comedy, and I don't know this guy. Well, the weird thing to me about it. Well, now I'm sure Kevin Hart has a huge crossover, oh, of the crowd. And a, but, but like a guy like Earthquake, who's been around forever, who I feel like, man, Earth Earthquake, or do you know who Don D C Curry is? I know the name. That guy is. The, 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 these guys should be huge crossover mainstream stars, in my opinion. Okay. And you go. You go to watch Earthquake show, and it's like, man, it's like eighty percent. Black audience, and I'm like, why aren't there more? Why aren't there more white people in here? This guy, it's not like he's doing some humor that you can't get right. if you're not black. It's like Jesus, I it's it's very confusing. But uh, but yeah, I I don't I don't know what it'd be like though to be a guy who's selling out an arena. Sure, it's great. It feels good in your wallet. It feels good in your pants. But how would the show be? What's it like on stage? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I I, I know. It's, I mean, you got close to the Greek when you're doing the show that big, right? Well, that's somebody else's fans, but yeah, you feel. I would say, yeah, I can say, I can testify that when you're doing a crowd that big, it's it's not the same kind of really connected feeling that you get in a 250 seat. You're kind
1: of just talking. You're performing, right? You have to as pause to, and you have to
0: Kind of like this is when I say this, and this is how they usually react. And yeah, I can kind of hear that general <laughs> consensus that people enjoyed that joke, and now it feels like it's time to say the next joke. Ah. You know, so it doesn't you almost have to do your show a bunch of times in a smaller place to kind of get to see how it works. So that then when you go to that giant room, like if you only performed in places that were 8000 seats, I don't know what your show would be ridiculous. Well, doesn't uh, what
1: doesn't Regan do that on a regular basis? Isn't he like 6000 seats? Is he? But does he he, does he work on his act in smaller places? Maybe he he doesn't. Maybe
0: he's the the exception of that. Maybe he's the guy who makes it. But
1: he was always big. But what he does, I guess, on stage of theater makes sense because he was big in a club. Mm-hmm. You know those gestures, the act outs, the the vocal gymnastics. He's a showman. He's great. He's I stand by it. He's one of he's one of the best of, of what we do.
0: Oh yeah, well, if I would go watch his show in a second, absolutely.
1: In a sec, we used to go in Chicago when Brian O'Regan would come, and and you were you were one of these guys. who would do this too. I believe you you worked the improv in
0: Chicago, not the funny firm. Or did you do Catch get, a Rising Star? No, I was at the improv. You were at the I improv. was at the improv. But then they got into a thing. They did this incentive thing with their managers for a while. Because they, they were like, the more people, if you can get more people in here, we're going to pay you more based on that. And so they would just paper the crap yes. out of it and so sometimes and, and then the door staff it was so terrible in the room that the door staff you know the the bouncer the people who were supposed to tell people to shut up they wouldn't even go in there because they couldn't deal with, they they couldn't couldn't, deal with it they couldn't handle the kind of pushback they'd get it
1: was that room
0: the improv went from being
1: a great hot room uh, to being
0: awful fast because of what you just said it and was like trying to do a comedy show at a Football, like there's going to be a football game, but now, you, but, first, but first, comedy. Here's comedy. Yeah. Uh, but they would compete with the funny firm.
1: Uh, and we would be working the other rooms in town, you know, the the comics. And so we would either, uh, we, when we were done with our shows, both the improv and the funny firm had a late show, or they had a Sunday show. And we would go to see like guys like you at the improv mm-hmm. or guys like Brian Regan or Bill Hicks uh, at the funny firm. And uh I don't know what my point was, but my point was we would come and watch uh,
0: Brian Regan. Wow, it was a long way to it go. It was a good story. He was, was a long... guy. I think you were saying he was a guy who, if you were in, if you were a local comic in the town, and he came to town, you would go see We'd show. We go see, but say, it's it, always flattering as a comic when you see other comics oh, from, that it, aren't that aren't in the show.
1: And you get that show. too, and I and I get it now on the road, like if, if, wherever I go, it's like. Uh, and I remember I did this. This is funny. I remember taking. I specifically took a weekend off. It was for my birthday in 1990. And I took the weekend off, <laughs> Jimmy. What's that? What? That's twenty five years. I know, <laughs> but here's what I did. I remember I took it off because I wanted to see Kevin Meaney. I wanted to see oh. Kevin Meaney live. And if I was didn't take the weekend off, I wouldn't be able to see him. So I took him off. My girlfriend at the time, Jennifer, and I went to see Kevin Meaney. And then afterwards, uh, it was very important for me that he knows I'm a comedian. He's got to know. He's, mm-hmm. he's boy. He's got to know. I, I took the weekend off to see him.
0: I don't know. If anybody comes up to me and says they're a comedian, they're a fan, I always tell them, you know, that cause, cause that is that doesn't mean something to me to, to have somebody who, who whether they're an open micer or they're a guy who's headlining and whatever. It, it means something because they know what it's like to be on stage and they appreciate what you did. So I always say that
1: and, then, um, and I always wish them good luck. I'm very flattered I, it, 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 uh, when they come to watch me. But I guess – what the hell? Again, what was my point though? But I do want to be very clear in, in case young comics are listening to this. Uh, I'm more than – it, it flatters the hell out of me when uh, I'll look in the back of the comedy club and there's you know six guys sitting around a table. Like yeah. if I go to go Bananas, and, uh, go Bananas in Cincinnati, comics will drive from Columbus or Indy or wherever to come and watch me there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like – it just it blows my
0: mind. It's like there's nothing better. Is it nice there? Go bananas. You've never been there. No. Oh, I recorded my album there. It's in my top three clubs in the country. I've let myself down. I've let my. I told you. I still haven't called the guy. In well, to, you blew yeah, that. I, That's the best club in the country. I know. Well, I'm going to call him, but I don't, uh, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I literally don't know. You're what's You're not wrong a good businessman. That's true. That is, okay. So I do know what's. I've known that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you um. You should do that. You should do bananas.
1: There's so many. Why am I telling you the great Jack Joe? Forty-nine, 49 times time I'm the airport,
0: and and I was asking him because because there's a lot of places that I've been working uh, over the years where they, where they like me or where they're gonna they're gonna pay me, and it's like my calendar's full, so I haven't gone to search out some of these places. Right and now, now it's like like I said, I'm I'm not so crazy about doing the room where it's all week but you got to kind of hose them down first to get them organized i wouldn't further. send
1: you there i wouldn't I, send you to any no, club like so that because so i don't I,
0: do those clubs that's what i'm saying is i'm now looking to go back and do some of these little uh, artisanal jewel boxes of the no nobody's happy with that uh, yeah, no that's not good uh let me ask you this when you saw not Tom in Glass, cincinnati not in cincinnati <laughs> no. you could take artisanal and get right back on the plane with it you. <laughs> you and pete rose
1: can go and double down Now, let me ask, when you saw Todd Glass at the airport, was he uh, telling them how they could
0: be doing it better? Was he, uh, do you know the stories about Todd in comedy clubs? Yeah, no. Okay. know, and he likes to get, you. He, he likes, he's ready to recruit you. Like, if you don't agree <laughs> with what he thinks they should be doing, yeah. then that's a thing. Like, most of the subtext of my conversations with Todd is like, Jake, we all know, we all know that what they should be doing, they should have a candle, and not a big candle, a small candle, and when the candles are too big. One time I got into it with uh, Judah Friedlander about he wanted to, we're all going to sign a petition to stop the check drop. I signed that petition. I signed it. Why not sign it? How about let's all sign a petition for them to tell the drunk guy to shut the hell up. Well, That's the petition. That's always it. I mean, I feel like the check drop is such a... My uh, thing is like, are you okay? Did you hear that? No. Is that the C. diff? <laughs> no, it's not the C. diff. The C. diff... Although the C. diff did kind of come back the other day, but I, I'm okay. Okay. Uh,
1: I feel... Fecal transplant. That was one of the options. If it, if it didn't uh,
0: improve... They say that can turn it around. Yeah, just but I'm, like not, that. I'm not doing that until like... It's necessary. I don't think you can do it to yourself. Another person does it to you. No, you're no, I was, was going to do, do it, it at home. I was yeah. going to do it. A... It can be done at home, but was, you need a helper.
1: I was going to use the cats. I was going to use the cats. Uh...
0: Big mistake. <laughs> really? Big? Oh, yeah. I disagree. Cats. Cats have got this virus in their poop. No, I think that, that can be that, right. Cleans you right out. No, gets, no, gets in there, cleans no. you out, Jake. It can make you crazy. <laughs> can make you crazy. Pregnant ladies are not even allowed to handle. Yes, I know
1: all catch this. Okay, don't talk right, down yeah, you to me about cat
0: shit. I understand it. This is like, you know, you're trying to tell somebody something that you feel like is important information and they act like you're calling them stupid. This is my this uh, my wife gets into me with this all the time. It's just like, "No, I don't know all the things that you know." So I'm trying to tell This is an interesting fact. You also think it's an interesting fact, but you think it's become less interesting because you think everybody knows it. I don't think everybody knows. I think everybody does know that. I certainly do about cat poop and the neurological yes thing it's not tonight? good pregnant yeah. ladies can't no. even look at it no they can't even go past uh, anyway where were we do you remember
1: nope wait Todd glass the, oh the, the check drop yeah uh, I don't understand it it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a holdover from the old blues or jazz club days. It makes no sense. It's the only theater experience that you go to where it is interrupted.
0: Yes, by them I, asking for. I, I money. do get that. The worst is when they SWAT team it. When all the waitresses are in the back and they got each got all their ten tables oh. and they all leave the back at the same time. There we go. And boom, 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 boom hit everybody. You got to stagger it at least. At least stagger. It. I
1: think most clubs have come around to the stagger uh, or pay as you go. How about that? Do something. Do anything but what's happening. Because, uh, what a good headliner would keep their attention. I shouldn't have to. Uh, it's an art. I'm doing an art form up there. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not some busker.
0: A, w- a good waitress would you realize, realize yeah, that I'm- we're on the same. No, it's good. I like it. A good headliner. Who's the person who's saying that to you? I don't like that. Oh, you know who it that's is? Old school.
1: It's always a guy who uh, was never that great of a headliner, but he wants to convince you that he mm-hmm. is because he can handle the check drop. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it is old school. A good headliner. A good headliner could follow anything, and he could handle the check drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't want to have to follow an act that's doing something that doesn't set me up properly. Doesn't mean I'm not a good headliner. Just means it's not the
0: right setup for me. Well, yeah, there's plenty of good... Johnny Mathis doesn't have a guy come out uh, ahead of him and swallow fire and stuff, does he? Or that's Uh, a bad example. That's a bad example because he does do that. and Mm -hmm. uh, They've been touring together for 35 years. Who's that Mr. Lifto guy, the guy who picks things up with the piercings in his his nipples nipples and and scrotum and stuff? Johnny Mathis doesn't have that guy open up for him.
1: He also doesn't have Jerry Vale open for him. You know what I mean? He wouldn't... Follow himself. The same thing with the same thing. So it doesn't mean that Johnny Mathis isn't a great vocalist. Now, one could argue he's not, but that's not the, what we're talking about here. I'm not talking about yes. his talent. We're talking about. Uh,
0: he's maybe a terrible example because he's so. The three generations older than the only people who could get the Johnny Mathis thing are people who don't even know. You got to sit them. It's going to be an all day just to get them to understand (laughs) what a podcast is. You know, they're never going to be able to listen to this. So I apologize to you, young people, about Johnny Mathis. Listen, if if, can we Justin Bieber? Can we take it down? Well, what's the name? Taylor Swift. Who would Taylor Swift not have open for her? Uh, Cheryl Crow. They're both headliners. I can't even tell what you're thinking now.
1: I'm not a fan of one of those acts. Now, listen, and, uh, and i do not like to badmouth anybody, but the point is this: Did you have a bad experience? Uh, no, I actually had a very nice experience with her. Uh, really? But I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of her music. I don't like her music. Okay. Show Crow, we're speaking of.
0: But you, but you spent a great night somewhere.
1: I. Uh, she helped me with a pilot that I did for VH1, and she was very accommodating, very helpful, and very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So it, it it pains me that I am not a fan of her music.
0: No. because she was very uh, very friendly. But you just can't be. It's not your thing. It's not
1: my back. It's not my. What bag. is your thing? What is your musical thing? What do you
0: mean by that? What kind of music? You, 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 it sounds like are you an ACDC guy or something? I don't or dislike like, ACDC,
1: but I don't think they should no, be playing who, Dodger Stadium this past year. Too big of a venue.
0: Too. Um, so, but that goes back to the thing that we were talking about before. It's like Madison Square Garden is too big of a venue for stand-up comedy, but what's Kevin Hart going to do? A million years in a in the comedy cellar? Is he just going to be there all yeah, night until I, everyone I, in New York I, comes to see him? I can't know, do
1: I get it, but I... Uh... Those, those stadiums are too big to see music in, mm-hmm. uh, again. Uh... You know, my, my favorite band of all time is Chicago. The rock band Chicago. Rock, rock is in quotes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're my favorite. Saturday in the park? Yeah, it's a great song off Chicago 5, 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh... Iron Maiden,
0: uh, those those two are not similar. Pretty weird, right? Yeah, I just saw Krista Berg last week. Uh,
1: love him. Uh, I like a singer songwriter named Ellis Paul. I like Iron everything. Maiden, is
0: Iron Maiden the guy where one of them's a pilot? Uh, Bruce Dickinson, the lead yeah. singer, is a pilot as well. Yeah, he's a, not not just a not 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 like uh, um, uh, Scientology. Mister Scientology's a pilot. John Travolta. Not like he's no a no pilot. he's no, a this guy is a pilot like. Well, I'm um, thank you for flying United. He could do that. Yes. But he basically he, just flies uh, the Iron Maiden jet. But I think he was doing that before Iron Maiden took off. Wasn't oh, no. No. no? Okay.
1: I think he got All his right. license while he was with Iron Maiden uh so that he could fly their tour. I think that's why he did it. I think it was I think it was uh, money saving.
0: Uh Yeah, boy, that much, that feels weird in the backstage after party of the show where you see that guy hitting it hard. Yeah. And you're like, "Hey, Bruce, come on. Slow down, baby. You got to fly. fly the jet, man."
1: Fly on your wings.
0: Uh, that's my Bruce Dickinson impression.
1: I uh, love them. gonna see them in March when they come to the uh, Great Western Forum? It's not called that anymore, but uh, I'll be going there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like all sorts. Of, I like everything. Not everything. That's not true. There's stuff I don't like. No, Cheryl Crow. Don't care. I don't like. Her. I'm not a fan. Not mm-hmm. a fan of her music. Don't like. Uh, don't like uh, Kravitz.
0: Don't Lenny like, Kravitz. I don't like Lenny Kravitz. He seems to me to be a, just a little too high on his own supply. You know what I mean he's a poser I'm not I'm not a fan at all I wouldn't say I don't know if I would go as far as to say po- I just feel I, like I just feel like you know you don't you could wear a shirt sometimes you I don't you, you, you want this, to take though, your shirt off if you had abs like that would you wear a sh- would you ever
1: wear a shirt I don't know if I would
0: if I look I, Oh, are you kidding me I would take my shirt off from time to time but once everybody knew what I looked like with my shirt off I wouldn't have to kind of keep it yep still got him but he is a rock star Look at
1: Roger Daltrey back at the Woodstock. Look at Bobby Plant. Look the at Have you seen
0: Roger Daltrey lately? No, I just saw He's got the got Who shirts wh- on. I no. I just saw the Who last. I saw the Who last year this year in uh, New Orleans at uh, Jazz Fest. Yes. Played. And then I saw Roger Daltrey. I did a corporate gig for um, Hewlett Packard and he played after, at the end of the night. It, he was the entertainment. And he starts his show with his shirt, you know, the, the top button is obviously unbuttoned, but then he's got one or two more unbuttoned. Okay. And then as the night goes on, another button goes down. Sneaky like night. you're listening to him, you're loving the show, you turn to your friend, somebody goes to get a beer, you come, you look, the next time you look, he's got another button right. button until the shirt's completely open. And then the shirt's completely open, and then you turn around, and now he's got his shirt off. And he's windmilling the mic. He still takes his shirt off. He does. Yeah. At he's still, 70? Yeah. Is he 71? I don't know. He's He's up there. He takes his shirt off, and then the guy from uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire—that guy has got a shirt Verdeen off. Verdeen White, uh, the bass player, the, whoever, which whatever the guy is who takes his shirt off, he's got his shirt off. He looks—he's very slim. Is it Verdeen White? Because everybody else in
1: that band is uh, not that fit, or, or they're young.
0: Yeah, no, this like is one Philip of Like Philip Bailey's kid is in that band he, now. Yeah, this is one of the older dudes. He's, is, he,
1: is he the guy in bass that's
0: all he, demonstrative? That he, looks, he looks a little like a something? skeleton kind that's of... That's our guy. Yeah, yeah for that, being white. He's got his... Uh, he's, yeah, he's got his shirt off. He's not... I, I, that I like. When you get to be 70, sun's out, guns out, I'm fine with that. But when you're... I'm laughing at uh, you using that expression. You know that one, right? I didn't. I've never
1: heard it yeah. until right now, and it made me laugh like I'm a child hearing yeah. it for the first it's time. Good, the first time I heard it, I Suns was. Suns Out, excited. Guns Out? <laughs> yeah. Love it. I just saw Earth, Wind, and Fire open up for Chicago at the Forum, and uh, they were fantastic, as was Chicago. Mm hmm. So, uh, but he kept his shirt on on this particular uh, evening. You know why? Roof.
0: No sun. Oh, on. yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. He does go by the Suns Out, Guns Out. Not, uh, not, uh, um, Oh, God, this is like the old guy festival. Roger Daltrey, not Roger Daltrey. It can be at night, Doesn't matter. Indoors. That taking it He's off. taking his shirt off. The show starts with his shirt on, and it gets unbuttoned. That's how he knows he's done. He doesn't know, do you want a light? He goes, no, I got a shirt. Yeah, he sees well just, aware when it's ending. Yeah. Every other song. <laughs> Every other song, <laughs> iron, button, a, button? a button? Once I got my shirt off, anytime. You're I can it close it anytime. Uh, did you speak with him? Did you uh, get to spend uh, some time with Mr. I got Bellary? my picture taken with him Mm -hmm. but i didn't get to it was one of those things where you know the the mucky mucks there's a meet and greet yeah you ever done a corporate thing where there's a meet and greet i've done it when i'm the guy meeting and greeting but when roger daltrey's the guy meeting and greeting you know they ponied up yeah and he's and he's doing it everybody got a really nice photo with him but you don't you stand next to him you look at the camera you make sure you smile because they're taking the picture whatever you're doing that's your picture with roger daltrey because there's another person coming in wait right so i didn't get to talk to him
1: Uh, I saw him once at the uh, CBS Radford lot uh, in uh, Studio City, California, Mm -hmm. and I was uh, walking out. I forget what I was auditioning for. I was auditioning for a situation comedy, and and he was uh, going in to audition for something as well. What do you think of that? I kind of love it. I couldn't believe it. By the way, maybe he wasn't auditioning. Maybe he was just going in for a meeting or something, Mm -hmm. but it seemed to me like he was going in maybe to meet about a role. You don't ask him to audition for Was he look – did he
0: have a bunch – did he have paper in his hands? Was you know he, what he did? Was he kind of mumbling things, look at the paper, look up in the air? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. He was rehearsing his yeah. uh, lies. He was pacing back and forth. But I
1: remember walking past him and going, well, that couldn't be. That can't possibly. Why would – holy – it is. It's Roger Daltrey. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you ever, whenever you see somebody out of context like that, I'm. Uh, it still kind of blows my mind like a dumb hayseed. Like I don't understand showbiz. Well, and he's got glasses. He
0: wears glasses. He's got little gla- yeah. those, little yeah. tini- those little
1: tiny little, tiny little glasses. Yeah, uh, this was—I want to call this uh, 1900 and uh, let's call this 99.
0: That was a lot, That was a good time for you. Turn of the century, <laughs> yeah. Turn of the century. A lot was happening. We were alive at the turn of the century. Yeah. It was ridiculous when we were calling it the turn of the century in 2001, but now it's no bullshit, right? It was. There's people getting ready to go to high school who were not alive think then. About it. Think about that. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. No, I do think about it. They
1: were born. It, it was it 1994, right? And they could just start drinking now. That's 21 years ago. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, ninety
0: four. We were already done, done, done with what our our careers were already on the downside. I was underway. No, ninety four was still a good time for me. You're doing okay.
1: Were you wearing I, the green suits? What was happening in ninety four?
0: Uh, I Did you have was, the bolo? What, what was I was happening? going out? I was still wearing some kooky. I was kookier. I I, I don't know. I still wear some weird things. But ninety four was still. I, there was a possibility. You know, at this point, I hold out the uh, hope. That Kyle canain will get a television show, and I'll get to be his neighbor—something like that.
1: That's uh, that's the dream. Now
0: I don't know why I threw Kyle out, but that's you know things happen. I think he's very funny, very funny man. He's doing what I want to do. He's traveling around and doing these one-nighter in these venues. Looks like fun. Looks what well, looks like fun. What he's doing? Yeah, I, I I I don't. He might be a little more party ma- party man than I am. I think he is.
1: Uh, I you know what I don't trust? I don't trust that I would sell enough tickets to uh i think i'd have to do like a week i'd have to just leave on a monday and just do like a bus tour and yeah, sure and, and hope that i recoup to the money that i would want to Um mm-hmm. uh, i would hate to show up somewhere and have 60 people sitting there it would bum me out what if it was 150 people that'd be fine that's fine happy yeah. with that yeah you know i charge uh 75 bucks a ticket so that would work out very yeah. well
0: that's fine right that's fine you get a free shirt with that or is it a haircut the audience members, yeah. Well, they get they get the uh, the entertainment. They don't get a souvenir out of the deal. Yeah, Greg and I want to do a show where we give each other we oh, give that's we right. give the audience members haircuts.
1: Yeah, th- this guy's obsession with
0: giving haircuts now is something that I have to talk to him about and sit him down seriously. No, we sh- well, he's he's more into he's deeper into it than I than I am. Wait, you also want to do this haircut? I cut thing? my own hair. I cut my own hair. This, well, you, maybe you didn't know that about. Oh, me. I could tell for years. Yeah, yeah no, you did not. You don't. Well, this haircut's a little bit weird.
1: Now, what about in the old days when you uh, like if you're if you're a guy. That lines up
0: your headshots from 85. When did you start 85? I started in 82. My first time on stage. Is that true? And then yeah, and then I won. Was that in high school? No, I was just 20. I was 21. Uh, you were born in 1961? And I was born in 1960. Seriously? Yes. You look great. I feel great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you look That's very nice. Great of you. Thank you. You're 55 years old? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what I credit? You know what I credit? The blood of my victims. (laughs) What about Dr. David Williams? I just like to bring it around to the serial killer thing. That's for you. That's for you, Jimmy.
1: I'm fascinated by this, and I'm going to tell you something. It makes me feel better about a lot of the things in my career. Because I...
0: (laughs) You all right? Yeah, I'm okay.
1: It could be... It's good in here, the immune system. It builds it up. Uh, I assumed we were the same age, and it infuriated me. Jealousy, admittedly, all jealousy that you were so successful and wonderful, and I was just still struggling and trying to get by. Now, granted, you were a thousand times funnier than I was uh, back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, but I still was like, "This guy's uh, like my same age. Why is he? uh, Why is he so much better than me?" What year did you start? Uh, Standing up comedy. Yeah, eighty-eight. So you started six years. Yeah, because I'm six years younger than
0: you. Okay. See. Well, there you go. Well, well, wait. I'm forty-two. Uh, so I'm uh, <laughs> like what you? I'm 13 years younger. You than mean, me. I have to say my real age, but then you don't say
1: your real age. Well, my, my running joke these days is that uh, whenever I would say my real age, nobody would believe me. They would always go, well, I think you're 40 and
0: enough people you start younger. Yeah, they're going younger. Well, that's how I feel like when I tell people my age, I'm lying. I feel like that can't be true, but it is true.
1: Well, you don't look 50. and, and so I, enough people told me you don't look your age, stop saying you are. And so I jokingly on my podcast started saying that I was 41, and then I just had a birthday, so I've turned 42. Mm-hmm. So my fans know me as being 42, but
0: we all know what I really am. When I Well, first of all, thank you, because I'm flattered that you think that there's enough people listening to this that... It matters how old you say you are. Well, my fans That's, will listen to this. Yes. Well, and thank you. Thank you, new listeners, for You're listening welcome. to this. You're I, welcome. for the Pardo bump. On behalf of them, I thank you for the Pardo bump. I look forward to you. You're listening, disappointedly, to next week's episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have um, a guest on every week?
0: No. No. Sometimes it's just you? Sometimes it's just me, and then sometimes it's my wife and I. It started off... A lot of the episodes were me and this friend of mine, Nigel Lawrence. Do you know him? I don't. He's a very funny comic from Canada. You know, younger than... He's in his mid-30s. And he was living right out near here, and we were Friends, and I was trying to figure out how to do podcasting, and he was a guy who would come over and talk to me. All right. But that was, but see, I missed out because I haven't been in the scene in LA with all of you guys. Like, I've never met Tig Nataro. I wish I had met Tig Nataro because I think she's so funny. She's great. And I will meet her one of these days. But I wasn't in that scene, so I didn't know. Like, I went on Mark Barron's podcast and. I didn't even barely knew what a podcast was, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was trying to figure out because it's such a fun, it's a fun thing to do because you own it. It's a thing that you're doing. That's your thing. Let right?
1: me ask you a question. I know this is your program, but I, but I, I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, why, what you just brought up uh, actually interests me. You're a guy that we all, now you started six years before me, so I, I can say this comfortably that we all looked up to the great Jack Johansson, but yet we didn't ever see you hanging around the Improv or hanging around Igby's or hanging around, uh well, those were really the only two places I would go to. Uh Why was that? Why were you not ever well, part of the scene? Whereas other guys were, you know, uh Overton or Gary Laser or other people like this from your generation would hang out. Scott LaRose, Paul Prevenza.
0: Uh-huh. I, <laughs> let me, those are all great names of mm-hmm. great men. Um, I... When I first moved to town in 87, I lived over near... Julia Sweeney was my neighbor. We lived in the same building. And uh, that was on Sierra Bonita over near Melrose. So I could have actually walked to the improv from there. That had been a mile and a half. But when I first came to town, I had these managers, Maura Bresner and Steinberg. They had uh, Letterman and Robin Williams and Billy Crystal and Woody Allen. And, you know, they were a big deal. And their thing was, you we're going to... You're not going to be. People aren't going to be seeing you in town all the time, and I was okay with that because I was working on the road enough, doing enough um, shows that I was generating new material, and I just wasn't going up that much. and And then, um, then I moved here to Santa Monica because. Every time I left my house over there, I was in a traffic jam yeah. and it was kind of affecting my mood and my and I wasn't doing a ton of sets and I wasn't part of a cool scene. So it wouldn't be like, oh, I got to move to Silver Lake because that's where that's where my peeps are. And that's where the fun shows are. I mean, I understood that that scene was starting to happen. But I moved out here and I love being by the beach and I made friends out here. And this is my. So now when I come back into town, I I got a wife, I got a kid. Um or even before then. I'd be out I'd be out two weeks, I'd come home, I want to hang out with my friends and I just didn't I get who it. wants to drive across town and do a set? Where you're not getting paid? I now I love to do it because it's like oh I'm seeing you or I'm seeing Greg Barrett or there's hey Doug Benson or you know mm-hmm. Doug invited me to be on his podcast at the Nerd Melt and I'm like yeah I can't wait yeah I can't wait to go do that go talk about movies yeah so now I love to I love to go out and do that stuff but I just wasn't around then at first you. it was deliberate uh, some kind of weird strategy based on my did that pay off managers uh, you tell me Jimmy um, look you're here in my in my uh, <laughs> In my, uh, <laughs> there was Dicky of me to say head, I meant it to be Dicky, yet it came off Dickier than I wanted it to be. I admit that. I, I think I, – I didn't really realize that because, you know, I'm doing Letterman every year. I'm doing a, a special here or there. I'm doing my own thing. I didn't kind of realize, like, if you're not going up and doing sets of these little rooms and people aren't seeing you and you're not part of their thing – then they they forget about you you yeah. know they they don't realize look i'm writing a new hour of material every couple of years i'm doing a great letterman thing i got the respect of my peers and i'm friends with all the guys you know that are coming up that are great you know and but i, I so i do think that not having done those sets around town might have might have kept me from getting something Something. who knows what it is but i did i did have a lot of fun i learned how to surf i spent a lot of days you know when you kind of think about your life this is another thing i like to talk about is like your definition of success and i think it has to do with your time like how much time have you had to enjoy yourself so i've been surfing i've been hanging out at the beach I've, i've been i've been doing some fun stuff so how about you thank you for your time How about you? Uh, Yeah, it's not going to go any further. That's my favorite euphemism, the show business thing. Like, hey, whatever happened to that game show that I auditioned for? Yeah, that's not going to go any further. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, – here's a – using uh,
1: show business uh, lingo, my very first audition – no, I'm sorry. It was my first audition having had an agent. Um, It was for an MTV – yeah, for an MTV game show. And in the uh in the description it said uh uh host should be a Sinbad type entertainer, blah 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 blah. So I said in the and again, I'm stupid thinking that we all talk like human beings, she I said, um uh I said, Hey, it says here that you guys are looking for a Sinbad type. I'm not so sure I fit that and she goes, Yeah, we're going a different direction than that. I go, Oh, are you going a different direction? <laughs> And You I said that, it like that. I did, <laughs> and then now in restaurants I was like, "What a asshole I was! Like, are you kidding me? You, you, uh, uh, just amateur! Like I came off so green and so I didn't understand
0: anything." And oh, you're going a different direction. It's so horrible. Well, it just seems a little sarcastic, but but also justified as a comedian. It's, I support that. Like, why did you put? Why did you say? Like all I have to go on when I'm coming in here to get ready to be part of this thing is, is that you're looking sin- for a Sinbad sin type, and then I get in the room and you go, you're to, you're going in a different direction. Well, that how does that help me? How does it- okay anything but Sinbad? So it's anything. So but it's anything sin- but that then. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I think we all know how hard it is to print up a new piece of paper. Like that's
1: literally they did, they could have just taken that off that piece of paper.
0: Well, and also. We're looking for a Sinbad type and anything but Sinbad, those are the opposite of each other. Mm-hmm. So when you tell someone to come in and get ready to be something, now I, I prepared for exactly what you don't want.
1: For that. That's a good, yeah. right.
0: Uh, Except I'm not black.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I just Did we, you get it? How'd that go? Oh, it was great. I, I was, Did it go any further? Six seasons. <laughs> uh, no, it was, you. I, it, it was they, as soon as I said that,
0: it was over. The walls came like, down. You
1: just saw them shut down. And you know it was one of those things where you think you're you think you're gonna be it, it, here are, it's gonna be funny, and then it doesn't land funny, and it just lands like 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 again. I looked like I just looked like such like the the girl just off the bus in a poison video. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's what I looked like, and um, and then they shut down and it was over. It was over. Yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah. It was probably some dumb TV show on MTV that never got made or who knows. But,
0: but still, you feel they, All those little heartaches, things that you didn't get. Well, then or you, th- get the,
1: you get in the car and you feel like crap. You're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. No, you weren't going to get it anyway.
0: That didn't help, but it certainly... will it would be one thing if it was a thing that you now, it went on to be, and that was Family Feud or something like right. that. Yeah. yeah and you'd, then you'd be a little bummed out, but we don't even, you don't even remember I don't even what remember it what it was. Yeah. Do you still audition for a lot of stuff?
1: You know, having worked at Conan for the last six years, uh, I wasn't auditioning for anything. So I have not auditioned for anything in six years. Anything that I've done on TV has been an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's great. And, uh, But I just did tell my manager uh, today, like, hey, if any game shows would ever come up, uh, you know, let's, let's throw my hat back in the ring to audition. Because I've been creating my own stuff, and I've been doing uh, pilots uh, every year. So I, I've always been uh, – the last couple of years I've been under contract. For my own show. Oh, that's great. So, uh, and then I'm hosting a show on Science Channel called Race to Escape at the moment, uh, which was
0: offered to me, and it was the greatest feeling in the world. What is it? Oh, geez, Jake, it's this, the greatest. And I apologize, but as you know, show business is vast. Well, there's four million channels. It's vast.
1: So, uh, it is the greatest. I'm so proud to be hosting the show. It's called Race to Escape. A guy named Riaz Patel created it. It's on Science Channel. Riaz Patel. That's
0: his name. R-A-Z. Patel mm-hmm. Riaz
1: Riaz Patel
0: Mm-hmm. foreigner and, yeah is uh, this show that's what I was going to say is this show is this a show is there another host of it in another place that now you're oh that boy, version, well you're the be. American version of that I don't believe so
1: I, I, in fact I think the hope is that we can go all so over you're
0: the, world. the original host I'm and the original host and, of Race to Escape and but it's hosted in India by a guy with another name I can now imagine now. at some point it will be yeah yeah uh,
1: here's the deal you got two I uh, these escape rooms which
0: are very popular right now what is an escape room. You don't even know this. I know what a safe room is, but this seems like the opposite of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. An escape room is where you and me and a third friend can all go and we each spend 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they lock you in a room and you have an hour to figure out these clues and stuff to get out of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. Riaz came up with a way to make that into a TV show where it's a, it's a challenge. There's two identically prepared rooms, two teams of three, that they are not only racing against the clock. They have to get out of their room before the other team does. So you have to f- solve these five clues to get out before the other team as well as before time is up. And if uh-huh. you do,
0: you win $25,000. And the losers get sawed in half? Yeah. Or Tiger? Uh, it's sawed. different every week.
1: Well, we mix it up uh, yeah. just to, so the uh, the viewer knows to look for something new at the end of the show. Yeah. And I'm hands-on with the murders. I'm hands-on. If it's sawed in half, I run the bandsaw. Yeah, burned alive, if you light the match. Oh, I'm more than happy to yeah. do it. And I'm afraid of fires. That was a, that was a tough week yeah, for me. Yeah, it's big. Uh, I, I lift the door for the cage. Tiger runs out. More than happy to
0: do it. Uh, Who's the serial killer now? That's the name of my show. <laughs> well, that's... a <laughs> Well, let me talk to Riaz and see if we can pitch that around with you. <laughs> uh, but it's a great show, and
1: I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've not been auditioning for anything because of it, because I've, I've had something going
0: on. Yeah, you don't go to – you don't – who who – you've got a job. You don't need to audition for a job because you have a job. You've got two jobs. you got three jobs. You've got – you're doing the Conan thing, which – how that's warm-up audition. Well, I don't do that anymore. I, I left that in February when Race to Escape started. Okay, so what do you do at Conan now?
1: Uh, Just guess I, I have guest a deal. So I'm, I'm busy uh, creating mm-hmm. with them. And I do remotes, and I do whatever they need me to do. I, mm-hmm. I'm basically under—I'm con- still under contract with them. I just don't do the warm up anymore. Okay. So I—I do if they called me tonight and said, "Hey, get over here. We need you to do uh, the stupid sketch."
0: I'm there. This partially explains then why you were m- available to come do this because I remember when we were talking two years ago, you were pretty like it has to be on your route. To it had to be do right. that. exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, whereas now it's a little more open. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, I travel. I have the podcast. I still I have the corner thing. I have the race to escape. Um, and my wife can get my son. She's going to pick up my son. It turns out.
0: Okay, good. Um, are we done? We don't. We don't have to go too much longer. But Whatever I you want to do, I, I could sit podcast, and talk all day with you. The podcast is called the. What is it called? I, all I want to do is all I can think now is podcast. The podcast because you call it the podcast, but it's. Well, we don't. We, well, podcastathon is our annual event that we do to raise money for
1: Smile Train. Uh, we do have podcast dot com. That's an accurate mm-hmm. statement. Yeah. Um, it's called Never Not Funny.
0: Never Not Funny. And I knew that, and I couldn't think of it. Well, that's all right. Why.
1: Listen, I don't know the name of this. Just Jake?
0: Jake this. Mm. Here's the thing. Jake Johan- Jake.com, at the time that I was looking, was taken i couldn't get jake.com and the guy he's some he had a fishing charter somewhere and he was like it's going to be yeah you can have it for $10,000 and i said i don't i'm not going to pay you $10,000 so then i could have got jake but how do you spell johansson well there's a lot of different about ways nine that, different that ways. can go wrong and so i thought and i thought and uh i decided i thought about talkingmonkey.com but at the time this is 1994 joe rogan owned talkingmonkey.com did he really yeah I was very funny because I, I thought, I want to get TalkingMonkey.com, and I go online and it goes, it's owned. I go, well, who would who who own that? that? Yeah, Joe Rogan. Um, and so so then it's JakeThis.com. And you didn't want to wrestle him for the uh, rights to that name? I didn't even think of asking about that as a possibility, but well, you knowing, know knowing what I know now, no, I wouldn't want to wrestle him. No, of course not. I got this off his website, though. <laughs> the uh, giant gorilla kettlebell. Just, you're dumbfounded? I don't even know how to react to it. I don't know I, to... I'm just saying, I don't buy everything off of Amazon. I buy, buy some things from onit.com. They're not a sponsor, but they could be. <sighs> so, so I just want to say thank you for coming over. And will this be the last time? You'll come over and do this? I don't or? feel
1: like we did anything. So I, I can could come tomorrow. I mean, I Okay, I'll, great.
0: I'll do this 8,000 times. But we, it was fun, right? Did you enjoy the conversation? Of course I, I did. did. All it we too. did was talk. Yeah, it was great, but I think people enjoy listening no, to this. There's it, no way they did. Really? They won't enjoy? Oh, it? I don't think so. What do you do on your show that's so much better than this? I bring a little bit more to the table. I've been on I guess that's the problem. I've only been on it once. That's the only time I've been I just
1: offered to have you back on tomorrow. You, you I
0: can't tomorrow, but decline. I will. I'll come I'll come again soon. Nah, tomorrow was the last chance. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't get past the paywall. You know, Matt Belknap? Wait, were you on during the paywall time? Yeah, there was a paywall, and you could. You Wait could a only... minute, you haven't been on in two years. You could only listen to the first 20. twenty minutes, and then after that, it was. So, are you done with that now? That's over.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're free. we have two episodes a week. We have a free episode uh, that goes out to you know our hundreds of thousands of listeners, mm-hmm. and then we have our pay uh, one that goes out to four guys. Yeah. So, 75 bucks a ticket though, right? Well, yeah. So I make, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, that's uh, 300 bucks. 300 bucks uh, a week. So so you got to split that six ways, but.
1: <laughs> I do have to split that four ways, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a little rough. Bad. It's not bad. No, but it's all right. Well, we get 75 bucks each. Yeah. but And then you got your escape room, Race to Escape. Money. I got that over in Science Channel.
0: Yeah. So you're a busy person. Not too busy to come here and chit-chat, baby. No. It was totally worth my time. Was it? Yeah. I think so. This was, I think, I. Let me tell you, here's where I'm at. This was a good episode. <laughs> All right, do you want to high five? I like to high five sometimes at the end. Really? Yeah. All right. Just because you can hear it. Ugh. Well, there it is. Jimmy Pardo. Thank you, Pardo Bumpers, for following along to the podcast. I hope you'll be here for future episodes. But then again, who can blame you for doing whatever you do, except for murder and other mean type crimes of that nature. But uh, you can listen to whatever you want. Nobody's. This isn't a jail. This isn't a jail. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Jake. Uh, don't forget to not don't don't for, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. I say it. I've said it. There I said it. Thanks for listening. i got to go to Chicago. You've got things to do. Good luck with that, and I'll speak to you later.